This, 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 this is mythical. What's the best sparkling water? The Sport Crew says they have the answer. Check out their ranking of the best sparkling waters on the market, flavored or not. A dash of heated debate, a pinch of irreverent personality, a skosh of Nicole yelling at me. But the real secret ingredient to this podcast? <laughs> well, it's love. Which begs the question, is love really an ingredient? This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Inaidi. And Nicole, today we're taking on a topic that is near and dear to all of our hearts. We're taking on the topic... Mm-hmm. Of love. Do you I believe love that romantic love. love and sexual love are one and the same or can they be separated? They can definitely be separated. Right. That's what I'm saying. Hondo P. It's like you can have. Okay, no, no. We're talking about. <laughs> so I read and Link just did the whole podcast series about sex and I've been listening to it mm-hmm. a lot. What did you learn? What? What did you learn? I learned that they haven't experimented with each other. They have not? They have not. That was that was Dorks. their <laughs> <laughs> missed opportunity. <laughs> Anyways, today. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. So uh, <laughs> today we're talking about the idea of love in cooking. What mm-hmm. it means to transmit love into cooking. Yeah. Uh, is love an ingredient? Because it is the most common secret ingredient in everybody's recipes, right? Yeah. The secret ingredient to my muffins is love. It's like, no, nah, it's cream of tartar. <laughs> It helps you get a bigger muffin top when it hits a height. It's cream of tartar, not love. That's a chemical. That's like tartaric acid in there, not Correct. love. Correct. Okay. But what, what do you think it means to, to show either show love through cooking or to put love as an ingredient into your cooking? There is so many definitions of love that it's hard to necessarily explain in one sentence, like a thesis. I don't think there's like a thesis statement to this podcast. No, sometimes it's two friends who host a YouTube channel exploring each other's bodies. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> What? That was they started it. If they can say it on their podcast, we can talk about it on ours. All right. You know, different audience and demos. But Are we in trouble, Maggie? <laughs> okay. um, well, again, love just has so many different definitions. I think I think it's a case by case basis of what love mm. means to you, what love means to me, what love means to anybody. But whenever people say they put love in their food or love is an ingredient, I think that means dedication. Mm-hmm. I think that means time. I think that means an experience that with your food. I yeah. don't I I people say like, oh it's like the best quality ingredients. That's not true. I don't yeah. agree with that. People are like, "Oh, you I use like this salt, I use this tomato, I use this basil." Like I don't think that's what love is. I don't mm-hmm. think love equals great ingredients. I think love is taking the time and appreciation of what you have and presenting it in a very um just honest way. Yeah, I think that's what it like is. Like, there's a way to take a dollar steak from Walmart and put enough love into that sure. to make it into something that will bring somebody more joy than, say, a more expensive ingredient. Yeah, in some people will say that's maybe sous vide it. Some people maybe say that's putting a bunch of cool spices on it. Some Chemical people, tenderizer. Yeah, some people it's might good say sometimes. That, some people might say that's what love is, but I, I, I do think it's time and preparation is yeah. what it it means to me at least. Which which is to say sacrifice. Sacrifice. Like not to get <laughs> this is gonna no, go no, down a right. deep rabbit no, it's hole. Fine. It's but that, fine. that's what you do when you put extra time into your cooking, mm-hmm. right? It's the opportunity cost of I could be <laughs> playing video games, I could you're be watching football. Yeah, doom scrolling yeah. through Twitter. Yeah, so whatever. True. But instead you're taking that extra time to put that into a dish to bring somebody else joy. Mm-hmm, and to me that's the sacrifice mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, sure. And I think that's one of the essences of love in a love way. Love in you're, general. You're willing your willingness to sacrifice. Well, sacrifice and confidence. Compromise are like one in the same, right? They're cousins. They're kissing cousins. They love to kiss. <laughs> kissing cousins? They're kissing cousins. You never heard that term? Wait. Ki- 
Kissing. Hold on, that's a term, right? What does that mean, though? Because that's, that's I've a, never heard of the. That's term. like a crime. <laughs> that's like uh, a relative known. Well, oh, oh, it's not a romantic kiss. Oh, oh, the okay. term kissing cousins doesn't mean romantic kiss. What does oh. it mean? Oh, this podcast is off to a weird start, Nicole. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> It's a. It is a, a relative known well enough to be greeted with a kiss. Oh, which so is all of my family members. I was going to say that's culturally yeah, dependent. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of my family is South African. Everybody kisses on the cheek. Yeah, like, we kiss you know, on the cheek thing. too. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, uh, point is, <laughs> yeah, sacrifice, compromise, love, all those things are into it. Do you like? Would you say you cook with love? Often. And you cook Not often for your husband. I do. Do you I cook try with not, love for him more or I less? I try to all the time. But also, I, it's it's one of those situations where it's like, I cook all the time anyways. And it's like, do I cook at home now? And then do I transmit the same energy in the food that I do for a show and the food that I create mm. for my, my romantic partner? It's like, where's the line? Like, I, I like... I like there's different energies when I cook. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like there's like like I say all the time, intent matters. I want this food to be good for the bosses that sign my checks every day. Yeah. And then I also want the food to be good for my husband, but I also don't want him to die of coronary heart disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to put too much butter in it. But also he like has his dietary restrictions and like he always says it's good, but like sometimes it's just like not. <laughs> like <laughs> I've come to terms with that. What do you mean too. sometimes it's not? Like do you, do you think he lies to you? Do you think he butters your bread just to butter course. your bread? Of course. Well, that's what partners do. Sometimes, oh, sometimes you give like a little white lies to like keep each other. But do you, you know? would you like intentionally serve him a bad dish that you knew like, hey, this is messed up. I'm not going to take the extra time to try and figure it out, fix it. I haven't done it. that yet. Yeah. I mean, like I've done things where I've like overcooked a steak yeah. before and like there's nothing I can do at that point. I mean, I, right? I, I've done the same thing. There's and then what I do is I, do. I hack it up. I find like, you know, a jar of salsa in the fridge. Yeah. I saute up some like peppers and yeah. whatever else I got. And then you some, you kind of pivot that dish to something else. No, I still like present it as is. And I just I'm just really apologetic. And the whole time I'm eating it, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you <laughs> is it OK? I'm sorry. Are you going to be OK with this? I'm sorry. So um, that's what I do. <laughs> no, that. OK. I So I, I cook dinner for Julia. I mean, almost every night, That's nice um, of you. like pretty much every single weeknight I cook dinner That's really and nice of you. on Sundays, depending on how hungover I am, I will do like a fair amount of meal prep mm-hmm. and I'll, you know, get sauces, marinades. Like literally this Sunday, I marinate like four pounds of chicken that nice. I'm going to I'm going to go out and grill. I, I made like a slaw, you know, doing a kind of little classic barbecue chicken. Nice. Also, you and I had a conversation recently that when we cook in our own homes, and this is not a sponsor, but we make what we called Hello Fresh ass meals. Oh, all the time. Yeah, we it's have like to. every. I feel like every weeknight meal that I cook is like a Hello Fresh ass meal. It's like this yeah. is my spicy turkey bulgogi sliders on whole wheat rolls. You know, it's like it's healthy, it's flavorful. It has to be healthy on the healthier side, I guess. Yeah, but still say. like creative and has some you know some oomph unique, to it. Yeah, unique flavor yeah. combinations. Yeah. But when I cook for Julia, um, I you've seen me cook for myself in the kitchen. For you? Do you remember what I told you I'm going to make after this podcast? No. We have boneless, it? skinless chicken oh. breast, and we have cabbage, and I'm going to put both of those in a pan, and I'm going to mm-hmm. bash it up, gonna go and ham. I'm going to pour some salsa and yogurt on it, and I'm going to eat it with a spoon. It's and when fun. I'm left to my own devices, like before I was in a relationship, yes. that's like how I would eat a lot of nights. It's like a, re- it's a really tasty mush of food, Yeah. but it's like, look, I have a lot of stuff to do. Uh, I just need nutrients and flavor inside of me. Yeah. But then now I'm like going out of my Is way to like- love? I think that's love. It's like is, sacrificing that part because that—that's what I sacrifice when I put love into my food. Uh-huh. To me, that means I'm taking the extra time to like. Yesterday, I uh, 
made perfect matchstick cuts on the apples to go into this lovely little champagne vinegar slaw okay. with whole mustard seeds and the vinaigrette. Oh, so <laughs> yummy. But you know what I mean? It's little stuff like that that I would never do if I'm just eating for myself. And it's not just to like impress somebody, right? It's yeah. to show them that like, hey, this is something you do a lot of things for me. This sure. is the thing I can do for you is give you matchstick cuts. But that's what I'm asking you. Is you eating the chicken salsa yogurt cabbage? Is that love so, for you? So I'm. Oh, oh, that's like self love. I'm, I'm asking you: Is that considered? Do you put love into that meal? Uh, I don't. No, I think I, I get. I think it's self compassion in a way. Okay. Because for me, what the chicken yogurt cabbage meal is to me, mm-hmm. that's me saving my energies for somebody else. Okay. You know, that's, that's what good. it is. That's it's good. like I don't. I don't want to like burn out mm-hmm. cooking for myself because I can yeah. like save that energy. Our Nicole, our bodies are like batteries. We oh. only have, <laughs> I mean, I feel like in a way, right? You only have so much emotional energy, so much physical That's time to give. That's very true. That's very true. In terms yeah. of cooking, like you said, we're cooking all the time here. We're constantly thinking about food. Sometimes for me, if I'm cooking for myself, it's so lovely to turn my brain off and just be like, this is protein. This is flavor that mm-hmm. my body responds well to. Mm-hmm. This has dietary fiber in it. I'm going to just schloop it into my sure. mouth. Yeah. And so for me, that's me saving up my potential love that I can give to somebody else, mm-hmm. whether it's my partner or whether it's cooking for friends. Sure. You know, but now. Sorry, your voice kind of got a little. Uh, I was looking to get water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what What do you think? Like, did you grow up eating food cooked with love? Like, of would course, you say that? All the time. Tell me about it. We're here. Um, I got nothing uh, else to well, do. Um, um, my mom's just like she just spent a lot of time in the kitchen. She didn't. She was a full time like mom. She stayed at home mom. Mm. Like she, like her job was just nourishing the kids, keep, keeping a clean house, and uh, all the things that go with it. So I had a lot of home cooked meals that were very much full of love. Do you think that like really informed how you view your own cooking now? Like for other people? No, no, not really. Now it's just like because different generation, different it, time. I yeah. got stuff to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah. yeah, I wish that I had the bandwidth to like sit at home, chop my own greens, mm. put it in a food processor to make it finer, fry it up, remove it from the fryer, let it cool, make a stew base, cut my meat myself and like sit there for four and a half hours and make a stew. I don't have that kind of time. God, that sounds so awesome. I know. I As a wish, lifestyle. I wish I did sometimes, but also I'm like, I'm so blessed that I get to wake up and do what I want every day and like not have like expectations at like my home at the same time. Can we can, can we just turn this entire podcast into like <laughs> advocating for more single income households? Because like, I, sure. and this is not a thing on a gender bias because I'm trying to be the stay at home uh, parent you are? here. Wow. I would love to just, oh my God, you can make your kids little bento boxes. It's my dream, yeah. Cut the crust off the sandwiches and carve it into like a shape of their favorite yeah, Ninja honey, Turtle or whatever. Honeydew, honeydew flowers. Brittle pork pines, little hedgehogs. <laughs> Strawberry stars. Rice balls. Yeah, Come so on. Cute. So all cute. I want to do. All yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if I could devote my entire energy, <laughs> I love my job. Let's just say that. Me too. However, if I Don't could... get it twisted. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but like if I could devote my entire energy yeah. to just the thing that I am good at, which is cooking. I'm good at throwing heavy metal balls and mm-hmm. cooking and showing people my love through that task and skill. If yeah. I could devote all of my time to just doing that mm-hmm. for the people I care about most. Yeah. What a cool existence that would be. Yeah. Some people, but some people don't like that. Jo- that uh, That's also an expectation for people, too, to always be the person to, like, give love through food is also True. probably quite tasking 
I mean, taxing at the same time. No, true. It sucks yeah. if you're, and especially people who like don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't grow up with a ton of uh, food cooked with love per se, which is maybe like why I feel that very strongly inside myself mm-hmm. that this is something I should give to other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But I'm trying to think of like moments from my childhood. Um, one of my mom's signature dishes, we would boil cauliflower mm-hmm. and then you'd take a single craft American single, mm-hmm. but not craft. It was like bootleg, like shopper's value mm-hmm. American mm-hmm. single. Mm-hmm. And you would lay it over the hot cauliflower yeah. and it would just kind of curl over the top and then you'd eat it. That sounds good. Is that me. love? You tell me. <laughs> Maybe. You tell me. But I think it's it's like those memories where it's like now I, I want to be able to like take that and, and give that to somebody else. That makes you know? sense. It's Sophia Franklin, and if you don't already know, listen up. My mini-series is live now, each and every Monday, and the only person missing is you. We're dating, we're dumping, we're learning, and we're tapping into all the feels that originally brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What happens when the FDA gets involved? Oh, that's a good question. And love is an ingredient on a prepackaged good. Yeah, so, what do we so, do then? <laughs> so we're talking about the idea of like how people show love through food. When people very casually say the secret ingredient to my is stew love. is love, yeah. right? Like obviously there's no little sprinkle, sprinkle powder of love. It's probably MSG. It goes by the name <laughs> of Accent. 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 Yeah, it's called accent. It's like they call like they don't call it seasoning salt like enhan- flavor enhancer. Flavor accent, enhancer. Flavor accent. enhancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the one of the few American brands of pure MSG mm-hmm. on the shelves today. Uh, and again, MSG not bad for you. Not I guess, bad for you. I guess like everything you eat in moderation. MSG is love. Know. I'm not even gonna front. <laughs> also, when people talk about MSG being being bad for you, like. So Have you so heard about all the other stuff? So many other things are bad for you too, like Jesus. chill. I, seriously, like chill. Uh, I don't know, sugar, whatever. <laughs> Didn't the FDA say it's more addictive than cocaine? It's highly plausible. I don't know. Anyways, uh, actually, that, that was a headline that came out a while ago. That is, um, <laughs> boy, is that really a, a misunderstanding of the data? Um, but anywho, yeah. So there was a really famous case. Uh, and that was one of the things that inspired this podcast today, where there was a bakery in Massachusetts. It's called the Nashoba Brook Bakery. Ooh, wait, what is the origin of that? <laughs> I don't know. Nashoba? Nashoba? Nashoba. Nashoba Brook. Uh, they're based in Concord, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, Massachusetts? Maine? Concord. Where's Concord? Something tells me Maine. I don't know. Uh, somewhere M-A, in New England. Does M-A mean Maine or M-A mean M-A's Massachusetts? So Maine is M-E. Look at us remembering our second grade I education. don't remember. Maggie had to pull it up. I'm not going to front at all. <laughs> Anyways, it was a bakery that literally listed love as an ingredient oh, on their no. on their label. And the FDA actually had to send them a thing being like, you need like to reprint. Yeah, they were like, you need to reprint all these labels because uh, love is – and there's some actual language they used – Ingredients required to be declared on the label or labeling of food must be listed by their common or usual name, love, quote-unquote. I love that the FDA with a quote-unquote is denouncing the idea that love might possibly even exist. Love is not a common (laughs) or usual name of an ingredient and is considered to be intervening material because it is not part of the common or usual name of the ingredient. FDA, open up your heart, man. They can't. Let me in, FDA. They can't. I just want to love you. (laughs) <laughs> deeply, darkly, deep. No, what's that song? It's called Truly, Madly, Deeply by Savage Garden, I believe. Savage Garden, please write the FDA a letter. Tell them to have love as an ingredient label. <laughs> uh, no, I'm very grateful for the fact that there are regulatory agencies that allow, um, yeah. that have standards. 
Um, but I think I, so. I do love that this is the first time because so many companies, right, they use love as a marketing tool to be like, our crap's made with love, not like kind bar granola or whatever. They're not made with love. Ours They're is. made in a factory. Yeah. And then Like yours isn't, hater. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? Uh, and I was, speaking of kind bar, have you had the new frozen No, bars? but you Bro. tweeted about it and you need to bring it into the office so I can eat it. I don't. I is don't, it like a Snickers bar? It's exactly like a Snickers uh, bar. The Snickers ice cream mm. bars are one of the greatest confections of all time. So good. But like how many times have you just wanted to casually eat one of those on a weeknight? It feels weird. It feels irresponsible <laughs> as an adult. There, yeah, as an adult, you can't do that. Right? Yeah. But then Kind Bar comes out. This is not a sponsor. I'm just enamored with it because there, there are so <laughs> few times where I see a new product and I'm like, that is good. I want that. That is a good product. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll shout out the Nature Valley Nut nut Butter Biscuits. Those oh, are also, I just had one and yeah, it was fire. Pretty fire. Off there's the probably snack. love in there. Yeah, oh, there's always oh, definitely love in there. But yeah, the Kind Bars, they, they take the structure of the Snickers ice cream bar, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. but then it's like all made with almond and dark <gasps> chocolate and like a little bit of sea salt on there. Oh my God. Like and the like Hagen Dazs ones? Yeah. <gasps> and, and you don't even notice that it's not like real dairy ice cream because. It's not? No, it's, like, it's almond based. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Bro. You got to get on these. Okay, um, I'm good. Anyways, point is, uh, <laughs> FDA officially said that love could not be used as an ingredient, which is good. Good. My favorite thing, this is actually uh, something I did not know until Mindy wrote it in our research packet. Shout mm-hmm. out, Mindy. This is something that I did not know. Uh, also in the factory, there were, quote, remnants of pepper jack dough, which has a dairy allergen observed on the inside of the lip and outer edges of stainless steel mixing bowl for granola, and then also approximately a one-inch-long crawling insect underneath exposed ready-to-eat foods in the pastry area. I didn't know that about the about this bakery that used love in the ingredients. Yeah. So they're using they're love really as a smokescreen to cover up the fact that they got bug infestations in their actual facility. It's not as uncommon as you think. No, I know. Yeah. I, I used to... I, I will... <laughs> you don't have to call anyone out if you don't want to. Oh, I'll, I'll leave the name of the company disclosed, mm-hmm. but uh, when I worked for them, we had a little like red alert when the health inspector would come. And we just had a closet, and we'd just take all the crap that wasn't safe, and we'd throw it in the one closet, and then have someone stand guard. Sounds accurate. I mean, the best restaurants do this. Remember the Squirrel? Squirrel? Yeah, the jam? One of the most popular restaurants in L.A., very, very fancy, charged like $13 for a piece of toast, and it's an incredible piece of toast. Never had the pizza toast there. You never had the toast? You never had the toast? I've had, oh. I've had the toast. I've oh, okay. had the ricotta toast with yeah, the yeah. jam. Oh, that's never what I'm talking about. The, oh, we called it pizza toast. I said pizza. Like <laughs> a piece of, a piece of toast. <laughs> I thought you said pizza toast. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Uh, but then they found out that <laughs> this place is charging $13 for a toast. They're, they just had these giant buckets of jam covered Ugh. in mold in their walk-in, and they would, were instructed to scoop off the mold. And, like, there's some, you know, debate on whether or not that's actually unsafe or not. Like, mm-hmm. apparently they had mycologists consulting, and they're like, yeah, that happens. Whatever, you scoop it off and go on. Um, but yeah, it's like a touchy is, sub- subject for people. Most of the time, the yeah. secret ingredient in restaurant and prepackaged foods is just that there's bug infestations and mold literally everywhere in food production because that's yeah. how it happens. No, it happens. It happens. You can't. It, it, it's just a it's just a reality of of mass produced food, even like micro produced food. It happens sometimes. Yeah. You can't you can't like blame the reality of like food. Food is gross. Do you think companies can cook with love? No, no. I think it's impossible. I you think, think it's solely a human to human transaction. Yes. In the way that like a brand can't love you on Twitter. Well, have they can you respond seen to you the, on Twitter. Have you seen the movie Her? No. <laughs> you haven't seen Her. No. Oh, so. But let I me, love where this is going. Let me kind of like. Like, spoil it for you. So, uh, Joaquin Phoenix falls in love with this phone that sounds like Scarlett Johansson. But mm-hmm. also, the phone is in love with, like, 55 million other people or something. And so, and, like, they're probably in love with the phone, too. But, like, that's the thing. Like, you can learn love. I don't think factories can recreate love 
and put it in food. I think they can recreate time. I think they can recreate processing, but I don't think they can recreate like a, like a pinch of cinnamon that my grandma used to put <laughs> in her porridge. Like, you know what I mean? I think you can. No. Well, okay, hold on. If we, if we talked about the idea of putting love in cooking as sacrifice being sort of the essence of love, right? Mm-hmm. Taking time away from you that you could be doing something else and, and mm-hmm. trying to give that joy to somebody else. What if that's like one of these companies where the CEO now – no, this isn't going anywhere, but I'll keep going with it. Where the CEO, they're taking a monetary hit, Nicole. Oh, no. Because, oh, you, well, hold on. They're like, hey. $17,000 hey, 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 If gone? we don't oh. wash the oats, if you spend an extra $30 million a year washing 8 trillion tons of oats, then we know that this product is going to be 2% better. And we know that the returns aren't going to hit us. We know that we're we're taking a hit by washing the oats. I don't know what recipe they're washing oats for, but just play along here. Mm-hmm. And the company, like, deliberately not making as much money as they could because they want to make their food with love. That's like a sacrifice just on a corporate scale. Well, why are you equating corporate – why are you equating monetary loss to, like, sacrifice of time? Well, because, I mean, that's, you know, extra time for <laughs> they got to spend to wash Gosh, the oats. Love is special. Love is sacred. Love is different on a case-to-case basis. Yeah, and the, brand, the brands will never love you. Brands will never love you. No, like, I don't think, like, corporations can recreate food made with love. I think they can recreate food made with sustenance and delicious flavors. And being able to replicate, that's really cool. But I don't think that equates love at all. Yeah. I just don't. Sorry. Your point is moot. That's from the song Jenny's, Jesse's Girl. They say your point is moot in that? <laughs> yeah. Remember that one time we did a GMM episode about how we cooked with love? Yeah. Did we find anything? No. Out in that episode? No. Yeah. Well, that's a whole, people don't, doing a real scientific study is a lot more difficult to do like on a, in the middle of a YouTube show, you know, than it is say like in a laboratory. Mean? Well, I'm saying, you know, like there, there were certain, we do the best we can. Um, but, you know, I don't know if, like, uh, Trevor wanted to make sexy time with that apple pie and me. Of course he did. You know, quoting the Cure <laughs> lyrics to it. Uh, th- there's someone who I've watched cook who I think really exemplifies the idea of, like, putting love in your food. And if we're talking about love uh, in those, like, unseen moments mm-hmm. where you're doing the extra things, adding the extra time into your food, even though, say, science couldn't necessarily explain that. Right? What's that? What's that quote from the movie Thor that is actually a quote from never history? Seen, never seen Thor. S- magic is just science that hasn't been explained yet. Uh huh. Natalie Portman says it. And speaking of love, love Natalie Portman, na- love, love Natalie her. Portman. What a, love what a career her. she's had. She's like really smart. Did you know that? Yeah, she, she went, went to Harvard. Harvard. She she went to Harvard while they were filming Star Wars Episode One. Anyways, she's the point brilliant. is, the point is, I think love in cooking is like the science that hasn't been explained yet of cooking. In okay. a way, because people talk about cooking as chemistry, and it's like, yeah, everything's chemistry. Me, the, the voice you're hearing right now is happening because of chemical reactions. Um, but <sighs> is but there's, it? there's an intangible, of course. <laughs> That's it. That's all there's the world. There's a chemical it's just interactions that makes you of, talk? I think it's like vocal. It's a, it's a combination of. Josh, I think it's more like motor skills. And no, like, there's, it's, I mean, it's the chemical synapses that are firing in uh, your brains uh, are right. happening. You know, there's yeah, one. I guess. Anyways, point is, I think cooking, it's, it's of course, chemistry, but it's also there's a lot of unexplained sort of chemistry going on in a lot of things. I remember watching uh, Korean chef Jong Kwon mm-hmm. uh, cook. She uh, is a Buddhist monk um, who cooks, you know, vegan food according to this Korean Buddhist diet. Cool. Um, and I watched a video of her making, it was actually with Chef Eric Repair, of making this braised mushroom dish. Wow. And every single ingredient that she had was like, this is from a 300-year-old tree, the Jinko nuts that she's using was from a 300-year-old tree. And 
Eric Repair tastes the salt and he was like, what is this? I never had salt like this. And he goes, oh, it's like a five-year age salt. And he's like, why do you age the salt? And she's like, if you age the salt, it draws out the impurities and then also it removes some of the bitterness. And like, I don't know if you could actually measure that with the speculum or whatever the – is that a very – A speculum is used in – Wait, hold on. No, and stuff. Yeah, but what was I thinking of? Spectrometer? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I meant spectrometer. What's a spectrometer? <laughs> Meg, you look up spectrometer, not speculum. It's Bro. like when you mix up kabuki and the other word. <laughs> spectrometer. I don't know if you can. <laughs> I don't know if you can measure the the impurities of the spectrometer or You're speculum silly. or whatever other tool uh-huh. you want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, every single thing she does, there's like you know an extra twelve steps that I would never think about. But it's it's learned. You know, through one, she believes cooking is an act of meditation. That's very you know, nice. Wow, what a pleasure it must be. Right? To think of food as meditation. Oh, my God, yeah. Instead yeah. of just it being your, like, your daily dose of stress. <laughs> it's not stress. It's just, like, it's nice to know that she's taken something that is that is so necessary for life. That's like saying drinking water is meditation. Well, that, I mean, that's... Yeah. Uh, I t- God, I took... Hey, I'm a white guy who's going to talk about what Zen Buddhism is. Welcome <laughs> to California. But no, I took I took one class um, in college about the history of Zen Buddhism. That's cool. It's really fascinating. And uh, apparently that was a really big thing. It was like literally meditating while doing simple tasks, like sweeping nice. a floor. Um, cleaning and prepping leeks was a big one, which is why I want to get the leek tattoo on my arm. I love... Do you know that I'm obsessed with teaching about people how to clean leeks? Really? Oh, my God. I... T- I I, like, talk to Trevor and V all the time, like, these are so dirty. This is the best way to clean them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's a big thing. There was, there was a, um, a Buddhist teacher that, like, believed in cleaning leaks as, like, the best form of meditation. Nice. Stuff like that. So it's a big thing. But I think, you know, it's those unseen steps, um, the things that you are sacrificing sure. for, you know, that you can put in your food that really is a form of love. I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, Nicole, I've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casserole. First up, we got a guy in babies. You got a bunch of babies running this Instagram account? He's a guy with a bunch of babies. Kids shouldn't have Instagram until they're at least three. Uh, if you make something and it's not as good as you hoped, make sauce <laughs> slash dressing and hide it. We literally... Josh literally says he does this. Just talk, Yeah, you don't do that? I try not to. Why? I don't, don't know. Don't own your mistakes. Lie about I, it. I, I, I know. <laughs> I know. I do that. Yeah, I do this all the time. Um, you know what the single best ingredient you can keep in your in your pantry or fridge is? Yes. What? Jar salsa. Heck, yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like people know it enough as like an ingredient to add to things. I think it's just a condiment to dip chips in. Mine's hummus. <laughs> you just saucing it up with hummus. I always got a lot of. No, I don't do this. I'm just saying the one thing I always have in my fridge is dip it in hummus. Hummus. Brush your teeth with hummus. Brush Zohan it. style. Stop. So embarrassing. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is true. It uh, went in doubt. Ranch it up, baby. And pass with the Q instead of an A says mayonnaise is gross and doesn't belong on anything unless as a butter substitute. I like mayonnaise. What are you talking about? Yeah, this is a very common opinion. Not to shame this empath. Also, for an empath, like... <laughs> You're not being empathetic to the mayonnaise-loving community. <laughs> I'm just curious about what, how special butter is to you that you think mayonnaise is gross, doesn't belong on anything, unless it's a butter substitute. What are the things you're substituting? Grilled cheese sandwiches! Yeah, like, I've... That's it! I remember going to a fancy restaurant when I was, like, 18. It was the first time I took... Which uh, one? Uh, it was called Te Amo Ristorante in uh-huh. Laguna Beach. Ooh, I took my high school girlfriend Laguna. there. And I spent, like, three weeks worth of, oh. you know, uh, 
like Cold camp counseling. Oh, she camp had Cold Stone money. I had camp counseling money. Oh, nice. Which is to say, like, not enough to cover the gas in my 95 Ford Taurus. Uh, but I, like, you know, dropped all the money I had on that dinner. And they served grissini. You I know, know what that is. Bread stickies. Yes. Instead of butter, mayonnaise. Dipping breadsticks and mayonnaise and right, right it? there on the beach. And I loved it. She nice. was weirded out by it. Um, but I, I kind of dig using mayonnaise instead of butter on like most things. What I don't is, love butter that much. What is what is whipped butter if not mayonnaise? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Whipped butter is it's literally just cow, it's cow mayonnaise. Yeah, a lot of people think mayonnaise is dairy. Ain't, ain't got nothing to do with dairy. I sometimes used to think that yeah. when I was younger. Why are eggs kept in the dairy section? Um, that's a great question. I don't have the answer. You it's should ask like, people that own uh, Ralph's. They're kind of like repro- Kroger. Ask Kroger. Ask Ralph. Why? People think eggs are dairy. It's weird. People think eggs are dairy? Well, yeah. Just because I, they're I, in the they dairy like, section? Should I ask? I feel like that's a Twitter poll worth uh, asking. Are, uh-huh. Is eggs dairy? Eggs are not dairy. Because of course they they're don't. not, but they're, I feel like people think they are. No, they don't. It's like how they think that, that normal milk is vanilla because chocolate milk is chocolate. Josh, you just have <laughs> past trauma about that, and I'm sorry. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, all right next one up. We got at Emmeline underscore P. Cottage cheese and applesauce was the best snack of my childhood. I feel Did like you grow up of... in a retirement home? No, no. That, hold, on, hold on. One, we don't know what era they are, but how many, like, <laughs> boomer to I'm Gen funny. X parents... I grew up with cottage cheese. I did too. My mom was trying to lose weight in the 80s. The Newtsons with the pineapple on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. so this is a very common. I take a little bit of jam, throw that on some cottage cheese and just eat it. And now I haven't stocked cottage cheese in my own fridge Me ever either. as an adult. Me either. I don't like dislike it. I just, when am I going to eat cottage cheese? I'd rather have a yogurt oh, than I that. Love, I've started getting more into Greek yogurt. Like I try yeah. to eat at least a Greek yogurt a day because it has such good probiotics. Oh my God. I've started doing what? Huh. Dude, when we have kids, uh-huh. they're going to be recording the same podcast. They're going to be like, Greek yogurt and like, uh, honey, what did you grow up in a retirement home? Do you think home? kids are going to continue the legacy of our pod? Of course. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like, inshallah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but no, like everything's cyclical in terms of diet, right? Yeah. Greek yogurt is for sure the stupid thing that we eat that our kids are going to yeah. go, you're so stupid for eating that. <laughs> but it's not a di- it's, it's not like a diet thing. It's just good probiotics. It's a diet thing for me. Well, it is for you, yeah. I mean, not like a diet thing, but it's got like 20 grams of protein and three quarters mm-hmm. of a cup. Like, of mm-hmm. course, I'm just going to add that to my random chicken cabbage mixture. Chandler Q02 says foods that taste like chicken, taste like chicken is in quotes, have zero right to be prepared if chicken exists slash is made poorly. <laughs> so this is like fake chicken. Like, have you ever been to like a vegan restaurant and they have like a uh, faux chicken on the menu? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I don't love it. Why? I, it tastes just like chicken. It's kind of spongy. Yeah, but like my some of my favorite chicken spongy. Yeah, but that's yeah, you a huge love thing. McNuggets. Oh, I love you, McNuggets. You think you couldn't make a perfect vegan McNugget substitute? I could try. Beyond's doing it right now. They or maybe it's impossible. Ah, eh, one of them. Th- those companies wouldn't like that I'm getting it mixed up. But screw it. Um, okay. One of them is at um, Panda right now, and wow. they do a vegan orange chicken that is fan wow. fantastic. Wow, really? Yeah, good for them. If we order Panda for lunch. They got a new almond chicken that I want to try. Yeah, you told me about this almond chicken. Yeah, I'm pretty high on this almond chicken. I know what it's going to taste like. And I want you to taste it. It's going to be sweet. It's going to have some almonds on it. And I'm going to love it. I think it's going to be marzipani. Really? Like melted marzipan. And that doesn't do anything for me. I'm not opposed. Not opposed. All right, we got at Kayla Bug 8. 
ground meat, especially ground beef, is disgusting. <laughs> the texture is repulsive and the taste is too. I think people get a lot of bummy ground beef. Yeah. I mean, I, I eat one of my most common meats to be eaten, and I kind of recognize it as a little bit disgusting, are mm-hmm. the three-pound bricks of ground turkey. The Jenny Owens? Uh, yeah, it's not name a brand, but like probably. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, you know, Jenny O, come, come sponsor our Thanksgiving episode. It's disgusting and I love it. Uh, but it's like wet and gray. You know yeah. what I mean? And I just eat this wet, gray ground meat, and it doesn't even have, like, texture to it, almost. You can give it texture. I've cooked with it, too. You, you, can, you gotta, like, really cook it hard. You gotta so cook much, it hard. Why, why is it so wet? I don't know. It's so wet. But it's good for you. And it comes out in, like, lines. It looks like spaghetti in the package. I like, oh, my God. I like, there was, like, this whole thing where, like, I was a food stylist, and I, like, got into fights with the director because they're, like, take the ground meat and shape it into a ball in a bowl to, so the lines don't show. But I'm, like, the lines are cool. That's how you know it's ground meat. And they're, like, no. And I'm, like, no. I think I agree with you, though. It's, like, that's what, if you were to draw ground meat in a cartoon. Yeah. Like, that's what it would look like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I try to explain. I support, I support you in that thank entirely. You, thank you. I, well, I, I don't also, work there anymore, so it doesn't matter. I also see how people would find, like, industrial ground meat a little bit disturbing, especially, like, if mm-hmm. you grew up in a household that didn't eat a ton of meat and you see that. Like, this was once an animal that's pretty wild. Yeah, it that is. That said, crazy. a good, like, you ever see how they make, like, Japanese, not sukumen, what's the other one? Mm. Sukune. Uh-huh. Sukune, not sukumen. Uh, well, they'll, they'll, like, hand chop the meat. That's good. Which is fun. I like like a lot more texture. Like every time I go, I go to like a good butcher and I see that like big dye, like big dye Mm. cut, like uh, ground beef, coarse, 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 beautiful, and you can see the pebbles of the white fat with Mm. like this beautiful like, like red and sometimes like ruddy red. Oh, we got we got we got that ground beef from a local butcher called Gwen that are owned by Curtis Stone, friend friend of the the show. Ah, Curtis! Your ground beef, ground beef was the best. We have friends of the show now. If you on Spotify, it shows who the guests have been. It's pretty rad. I know. Okay, Elizabeth underscore Sasha says stale Doritos actually slap. So I have a friend who loves stale Cheetos. Is it Elizabeth Sasha? No. No. Maybe Elizabeth, are we friends? Um, and they love stale stale Cheetos, but stale Dor- I don't like stale chips. Some people love stale chips. I'm not about that life. No, I like stale Peeps. I like stale store bought sheet cake. Uh-huh. Uh, I ate a bunch of stale graham crackers last night. I enjoyed that. It gets uh-huh. soft. Stale graham crackers are, mm-hmm. are yeah, good. it gets nice and cakey. I, I like that. Um, stale caramel corn's great because it hardens the caramel even further. That's not good for the soft teeth community. No, it's not. But we we thrive on. Okay, we're. <laughs> Allowed our indulgences. Sometimes you got to take a risk. Uh, you know, I ate a gummy candy the other day. Wow. Chewed it very carefully. Mm-hmm, I'm sure you did. Uh, but anyhow. You chewed in the front like this. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No loose crowns in the front, baby. No loose crowns in the front. Uh, stale Doritos, though, uh, it's not my particular jam. Um, it's just the, the crispness of a Dorito is the most pleasant chip texture of all the chip textures. Uh huh. Oh. You know? Well, and so I think sacrificing that is right. I like ridges. You like ridges, ruffles, I like, ruffles I, with ridges. I, no, I like the extra thick ruffles. Oh, you remember that one time? Dude, we it had looks the, like aluminum sheeting. It's amazing. Oh my god, the, the really crazy ruffles. It looks like it's freaking, like jagged. It's amazing, and it's, it's like the you buffalo get ranch from it. It's so good, and then it's the buffalo ranch flavor. Those were the best. It chips holds I've had so in much powder time. in that mm. aluminum siding. Dude, I ridges. am gleeking. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard the term gleeking. Either. I am gonna go. <laughs> Oh, wait, hold on. This next one's exciting to me. Uh, we got at Mr. Durton, melted cheese on toast with curry powder is God-tier breakfast, and you can't change my mind. Mm. Heck yes. 
Something special happened. Okay, so is it, this chot? Is this chot? Yeah, this is toast chot. Speaking of classic Indian cookery, uh-huh. right? There's a method of making a tadka or tarka. Yeah. Where you express the oils and the spices. Sure. You're making a bootleg version of this. When you melt the cheese with the curry powder, mm-hmm. then you get the expression of the oil of the hot oil from the mm. cheese on the curry powder. That's like elevating it up just Smart. a little bit more. Like it's a, it's a janky bootleg version. It's not a tarka by any means, but heck, if it doesn't make the curry powder that it you're getting like from McCormick's taste better. And I agree Very with nice. this. I've done this before, and that is a delight. I don't – I've never had the wonderful – I already know it's a wonderful combination of cheese and curry powder. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to very yeah. soon, and I'm very excited Ooh. about that. <laughs> um, Sam.Kube says, chocolate ice cream is the worst ice cream. It's usually bitter and tastes like a shovel full of cocoa powder. Preach. I'm not the biggest chocolate ice cream fan either. I do love a good Rocky Road. I do love a good malted crunch from Rite Aid slash 50s. But yeah, I like vanilla ice cream. I like vanilla-based ice mm-hmm. cream. I like strawberry. I like mint chip. I like cookie dough. But I don't necessarily love chocolate ice cream. Are there, are there chocolate ice creams that you do love? I mean, chocolate malted crunch from, from that Thrifty. One. That's That one. What a treat of an ice cream that is. That's, I like Rocky Road. That could compete. If you put chocolate malted crunch in uh, a Jenny's or mm-hmm. what's the other one? Talenti Gelato. Like one of the fancy sure. $9 pint ones. Yeah. No one would know the difference. They'd just be like, nope. this is one of the best ice creams I've ever had. Malted chocolate is a wonderful flavor. Yes. Malted chocolate rocks. Malt is the MSG of desserts. Mm, I love mm. malt. I uh, love malt. <laughs> there are some chocolate ice creams. Like, I think you got to go. I don't really love dark chocolate that much, especially if it's in a dessert where it's like, I'm here for something sweet. I'm trying to end my night. Give me something pleasant. I don't yeah, want to I love think dark about chocolate it. desserts, though. Uh, but occasionally, like a dark chocolate sorbet. I was going to say dark chocolate sorbet. Chocolate sorbet is a trip because you don't get the kind of like dairy distracting you from That's the true. chocolate. That's true. Just pure, just iced chocolate and whatever, like almond, whatever you're putting in it. Mm-hmm. Um, non-dairy chocolate works almost better for me mm. than chocolate ice cream. Nice. <laughs> okay, we got at ratchet underscore rach 27. If a hot dog is a sandwich, which it may or may not be, is the banana that I stick in a slice of bread with peanut butter a sandwich? Of course. Yeah. yeah. You're making a peanut butter and banana sandwich, one of the greatest sandwiches of all time. Even if you're not slicing up the banana, you're folding the bread around it. That's the same as a hot dog bun. Yeah, of course it's a sandwich. This is an ice cream. <laughs> what? This is ice cream. Oh, I thought I thought they said the bananas in, on a stick. No. <laughs> I don't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, this is a sandwich. No, that is. This is one of the. This is probably my breakfast on like thirty percent of days. Yeah, you eat a lot of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I take a single though. slice of bread and I, I put the, I put the banana in it so you can fold the corners of the bread together at the top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's nice. Thank yeah, you yeah, for yeah. showing me with your hands. <laughs> I'm showing Nicole with my hands like a steeple. You know what? Because I... you could do it so you fold it down uh-huh. the rectangle, but uh-huh. no, 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 I make it like a triangle. Mm-hmm. Because then you get to hold it at the top. I, that makes so much sense. Uh-huh. You know what I like to do? <laughs> I like to go. So I don't like to do this. I like to take my banana and I take a chopstick and I carve out a trough. Oh. And then I put banana, I, I mean, I put either Nutella or peanut butter in the trough and then I feed it to, and then I take the chopstick and I cut it up and I feed it to people. And that's what, that's, that's love. And that's love. That's love, baby. Banana trough. <laughs> banana trough. That's the essence ring, of love, ring, I think. Ring, banana trough. <laughs> God dang it. Oh, man. Uh, Add Aman Navid says, protein powder tastes like chalk, but I still eat it for the macros, lol. Yeah, I feel like he was probably addressing this to me, Nicole, yeah, unless you want to take true? it. Uh, no, it was to my IG story. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay, you, you got it. You got it. You got it. 
Um, I don't do this. Nicole, what's your macro Josh breakdown, over, right? Josh you going, you going like a 40, 30, 30 or like, what's your split? What do I look like? What's your split? Like, you, do you do one, do you do one gram protein per pound of body weight? Or like, I what's do, your split? If I did that, I would be do very Do you carb slow. cycle or not? Do you carb cycle, bro? I, I don't do anything. I just see food and I eat it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I said a joke once. It was like, I'm on the seafood diet. And they're like, I get it. You see it. I was like, no, I eat scallops till I throw up. <laughs> That's a good joke. That's a good joke. I I don't track macros. I eat a ton of protein powder. And if you, if you like trick yourself enough, like I drink a thing most nights. Trick yourself. Yeah. I feel like if you, you retrain your body, like when you were young, you didn't like black coffee, you know, you probably didn't like the first sip of beer that you had, Mm -hmm, but you trick mm -hmm. yourself over a long period of time into thinking that it tastes good, even though it's poison for your body, much like protein powder. Um, And so eventually you'll get to a point where like me, you can toss banana, ice, protein powder, and a tiny bit of peanut butter into a blender and then uh, with a little bit of dark cocoa powder in mm-hmm. it, a little bit of cinnamon. Did you say date? What? Throw a date in there. Yeah, throw a date in there. What I'll, are you doing? I, I use prunes. I use Uh-oh. prunes. <laughs> uh, and it tastes like a milkshake. I... Um, and so I think with the right, I think people who are just slamming pure protein powder with water or milk, it's not great. But honestly, protein powder, uh, I get the chocolate malt flavored protein powder. Mm, got actual malt smart, powder in there. Smart, smart, Ice, banana, uh, blended up, you know, maybe a little bit of milk, a little bit of water to thin it out. And that's a, that's a treat every night. I really enjoy it. I'm happy for yeah, you. Yeah, I start tricking Julia into drinking it too, getting her yoked. <laughs> that's love. <laughs> Trickery. Tr- tricking people into getting oh, yoked. Oh, yes, yes. A lot of people ask me, do you trick David? I'm like, no, he tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got M. Jade McD. Tejina belongs on every food. Not every food. I, Dude, uh, you know what I did I last night? I do like it, though. I, I, I love tahini, and I, I think it should be used in a lot of things. Uh, I'll make like, a little tahini ranch. Mm. Pop that on like a nice salad, dude. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I made like a like a kind of like it was like a very American fried chicken fatouche. Made a tahini ranch. Mm. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, and I did, but I did something yesterday that was really disgusting to the point where I had to kind of revamp the dish. Uh, I like to eat strawberries, a little bit of whipped cream, and some some graham cracker on top. And the other day, sounds sexy. Oh my god, it's so sexy. Julie and I, we we ate it while playing Scrabble. By candlelight when the power was That's out so last cute. night. And that's sexy when she beat me in Scrabble by 120 <laughs> points. Uh, two times used all seven letters. Good for that's her. That's the game right there. She's awesome. I had Good a couple 66-point plays on triple word score. I was pretty proud of that. You know? I, okay. You know, hit the S runner on invalids. Mm. It's pretty solid. You seem really um, proud of yourself. Yeah, you know? I'm happy for you. It was you. a big play. It was a big play for me. Anyways, point is I put tahini on strawberries with uh, whipped cream, and it was, like, really bad. Oh, because tahini is very bitter. Tahini straight is really, you almost can't yeah. eat it straight with you like anything. You need to anything. prepare it properly. Yeah. Whatever that means. But like tahini preparata, as I would call it <laughs> in Spanish, uh, is, <laughs> is like, yeah, you know, the water, the garlic, the lemon juice, the salt, maybe yeah. yogurt. Some people do that. Water's the important ingredient. Yeah. A lot of people don't know water. It thins it, it mellows it, and yeah. it combines with the fat in a way that still makes it like nice and thick. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but what's the sweet version of that? You see, like, water and sugar. A bit of powdered sugar? Sugar. I could have. Yeah, dude, are you kidding me? Tahini, oh, my God. Tahini and, like, desserts is, like, very good. Just I buy agree. halva. Just buy halva. Well, I, don't, I didn't have halva. I had tahini. Josh, Josh, I wasn't, it wasn't, like, a premeditated thing. My God. 
Anyways, on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. I love how we precursored this with Nicole yelling at me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or and Hendizada with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. See you next time. 